welcome to another episode of Happiness Now. I'm Mansi, and I can't stop smiling. But to be honest, I'm very sad to share that this will be our last episode for this season. Uh, the reason I can't stop smiling is because it's been a huge honor and privilege to share all this wisdom from Paramahansa Yogananda with you all through Narayanian Shojo and to receive it from them. These are such powerful, simple techniques and nuggets of wisdom that are truly transformative and today we're hopefully going to end on a very high note for everyone because we're looking to know about Kriya Yoga. Narayani Shojo, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mansi. In recent times, which have obviously been very hard on so many people, there has been a sort of upside that a lot of people have become at least curious about spiritual practices masters and techniques and Yogananda, Babaji and Kriya are part of that. Can you tell us what is Kriya Yoga? Can you give us a bit about its history and maybe how has it changed you guys? So Kriya just means action. Um, in fact, it comes from the same root as Karma. Both of them come from the Karma is action that binds Kriya is action that purifies or liberates. Kriya is an inner right. Karma tends to be a more outward form of that same action. So Kriya Yoga in itself is just so plain and so simple. You know, a yogic technique that will help purify through a certain inner action. And today you've got a lot of many different kinds of Kriyas. So a lot of traditions have the word Kriya Yoga. The Kriya Yoga that we practice is from the lineage of Mahavatar Babaji through Lahiri Mahashaya, Swami Sri Yukteswar and then to Paramhans Yogananda. And uh, the beautiful story of Kriya Yoga is from sometime in the 1860s when Lahiri Mahashaya, who was um, an accountant in the British Army, and he was up in the hills in Rani Khet in the mountains he had just recently been transferred there. He was roaming around. When he heard somebody call his name, he followed that voice. He meets Babaji for the first time, whom he doesn't recognize or know anything about. But then through Babaji's touch, he remembers his own past incarnations, having lived there, meditated there, and remembers that Babaji was his guru. And at that time, Babaji initiates Lahiri Mahashaya into Kriya Yoga. It's the first time the words Kriya Yoga have kind of found their way back into common parlance after centuries. And the reason Babaji explains is that for certain reasons of holding on to the purity and the secrecy of the technique, the technique was kind of only being practiced by yogis high in the mountains, um, more remote, far away places, so that the influence of the worldly vibrations don't affect them. But now that we're entering a new age, and this is a new age of awareness, it's an age less based on forms and fixed realities and more based on energy and, you know, what's the flow behind it. And so we're also seeing that same shift from fixed religion to a more natural flow of spirituality, which where the principles are the same, but the expression allows a little bit more to be intuitive rather than to be kind of boxed in. And given that shift, 
Babaji says, now is a time for Kriya Yoga to be reintroduced to any spiritual, sincere seeker. And from there, you know, the rest, as they say, is history. Uh, Lehri Masha returns back home. He has a wife, he has kids, he works. You know, I mean, imagine this guy, you know, he goes to office every day, does what he needs to, comes back, plays with his family a little. I mean, just a regular life. But at the same time, he, as practicing Kriya, he begins this whole process of inner transformation and then has disciples who he then disseminates it to. Now, what is the Kriya Yoga, at least the one that we practice, that we're most familiar with, is like almost any other technique. It takes the life force deep within our spine and it revolves that life force around the Shushumna, the central channel of the uh, inner astral spine, where the Kundalini, when it rises, that's where it rises through. It moves that energy so powerfully around the Shushumna that the Shushumna becomes magnetized. And otherwise, what's happening in a practice of our meditation practices is we're trying to get still, we're trying to get really calm, we're trying to get really relaxed, so that that interiorization of energy takes place. But with Kriya, we do it dynamically. We do it in a way where rather than waiting for the interiorization to take place, we magnetize the Shushumna to the point where it draws the energy in. It consciously pulls the energy into itself. Uh, in the autobiography of a yogi, Paramans Yogananda refers, which is one of the most captivating aspects of Kriya, is that 30 seconds, which is what a Kriya breath is, 30 seconds of a Kriya breath equals one year of outward living. So with every Kriya practice, you are essentially living through and nullifying years of outward karma that you would otherwise have to create. And that happens because of an inner astrology where each of our chakras represent the planets, where the negative and the positive pole of each chakra, where the Ida and the Pingala connect with them, represent the zodiac. And so you've got 12 zodiacs that way and you've got nine planets or nine celestial bodies where six are the chakras, seventh is the medulla, which is the negative pole, which represents the moon, the spiritual eye represents the sun. And the ida and the pingala, which connect to the medulla, are represent the Rahu and Ketu, the north and south node. And just like one outward year, is when the earth takes one complete revolution around the sun. Similarly, if I take that same life force, moving it up the Ida, bringing it all the way to the spiritual eye, and then consciously bringing it back down through all 12 zodiac signs, that completes one inner revolution of a year. If done correctly, that's what Kriya does. It allows you to live through and therefore accelerate your evolutionary process Kriya Yoga really is the path of self-transformation and self-discovery. So if you are only curious about Kriya Yoga, it can take you to, you know, some extent. But if you are really, really serious about the practice, the daily practice of Kriya Yoga, 
in your life, you can see incredible results within your own personality. Just in a couple of years, Paramahansa Yogananda said, give me the worst voice, you know, the most undisciplined, I mean, the, the, the worst of them, and let them practice Kriya Yoga. In eight years, they will become saints. So it has the power to transform your tamasic tendencies into sattvic habits, into a different approach to life, into get to know the purpose of your life. Kriya Yoga works with the past karma, that past karma that we don't even know we have performed for who knows how many lifetimes. And that karma gets vibrationally stored within our chakras. So when we practice Kriya Yoga, Kriya has the power to release that blocked energy that needs to be manifested, needs to be faced. That karma needs to be overcome. But Kriya helps you to channel that karma and to gain the power and the strength to face that karma more harmoniously, embracing it, making the most of it, and ultimately to transmute it so that action or that situation doesn't keep coming back to your life again and again. So if you really want to transform and to change above all your consciousness then kriya yoga as yogananda call it is the highway to self-realization i mean it's just the the shortest path to god and kriya yoga ultimately and this is something i love the most is that gives us the experience of the divine within us. I think that's the greatest gift that any saint, any self-realized master, I mean, God himself can give us. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, out of a thousand, only one seeks me. And out of a thousand that seek me, only one finds me. So that's a one in a, I don't know, a million or a lack of so of a percentage. And our Guru Paramahansa Yogananda little humorously said, our numbers are better. <laughs> our success rate is better. But it's important to realize a lot of people, you know, read about Kriya or hear something like what we just said. And they come and say, that's what I want. And so it's very transactional. I'll do these many kriyas and I want this much realization or I want these much, this much karma to be burnt in the process. It doesn't work that way because in order to awaken the amount of energy it requires, um, you see, karma has to manifest no matter what. Karma is energy, is pre-committed energy. So if you've put an energy out, the universe requires you to neutralize it by putting out the same amount of energy. And you have to do that internally as well. You can't just say, oh, I'll do this really simple, you know, small thing inside me and that should change, you know, this huge thing that I have created. That's the amount of energy you have to generate in your spine in order for Kriya to truly work. And it won't work if 
there is this transactional intention in your mind. It only works if there is this feeling that says, I offer everything that I am consciously upward into the flow of the divine. And that devotion, that heart quality, that surrender, that openness, those are the foundations upon which this energy can truly flow. Because if there is expectation, there is always tension. Many people believe that with the practice of Kriya alone, they will get there, they will attract what they are looking for. But I was thinking very recently we did this episode about truthfulness. I mean, what's the point to practice Kriya if then when you finish your Kriya practice, you are not able to practice truthfulness or kindness or compassion or generosity? So Kriya Yoga will reinforce the ability to bring out the best of yourself. And it will help us to remember that Kriya plus our outward behavior will be really secret ingredient for really discovering who we truly are. What could be better than discovering who we are and maybe who we're not? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. So shall we give people a little taste of maybe level one of Kriya Yoga? Yeah, just to say before we do that is The process to be initiated into Kriya takes several steps of preparation as we're preparing the body and the mind to allow that energy to truly flow and to be awakened. And so the first step that we teach on the path to Kriya Yoga is just the step of deeper relaxation and concentration because until that time the energy doesn't flow at all if we don't experience first those stages. So that's what we'll focus on today that first step of Kriya. And uh, so I'd invite everybody to just sit still for a moment. Just straighten your spine, lift it up a little bit higher and then relax it down without losing that straightness. Lift up also your gaze. guiding and directing the flow of your life force toward the brain. And as with most yogic practices, let's use our breath as the anchor. In this first step, we only find the breath and see where we feel the breath most easily and where we watch the flow of the breath without any control, without regulating it in any way. Just become mindful of your breath. If you're able to feel it at the nostrils, it's helpful to feel the breath higher up in the body, but if not, try to feel it at the abdomen, at the chest, until you're able to physically, perceptibly connect with the breath and its flow. 
Once that connection is established, I'll invite you now to see if you can lift up your awareness of the breath to the kutastha, which is the point between the eyebrows. See if you can perceive that same sensation of the breath. Now at that point, as if you're breathing in and out from there. If you aren't able to feel it, it's not an issue at all. Just go back to where you could perceive the breath. And with it now, with that flow, we'll include a mantra. And this mantra is a beej mantra called Hong Sa. So when you feel your breath coming in with the inhalation mentally, follow that breath with the vibration of Hong. As you feel the breath flowing out naturally, Follow it with saw. Hong as the breath flows in. Saw as the breath flows out. The mantra Hong Saw is derived from Aham Saha. I am that. I am spirit. I am the infinite. I am all that I seek. So if your breath and this mantra, which is an affirmation, can unite in your consciousness, then with every breath you begin to experience more and more of whom you truly are. Stay with that flow, stay with the mantra, Hong, as the breath flows in, saw as it flows out, all in the mind, with no movement of tongue, of mouth, where mind and breath become one. And while we'll be guiding a very short meditation, this is something we encourage you to do up to at least 10 minutes if you are able, flowing with the breath, empowering it with the vibration of Hong So, allowing breath to be transformed into the affirmation of I am spirit. And that transformation then begins to take place on all levels of your body, mind, your thoughts, your intentions. Everything begins to align to that truth. Aham Saha. And for now, let's set the technique aside. Letting go of breath and mantra, just for a moment to rest in the after effects of the technique. 
sitting in that stillness and silence, integrating the vibration into every cell, burning it into every neural pathway. And then from here, as you open your eyes, express that truth. You are spirit. With that, we come to an end of season one. Thank you so much, Naraini, Shurjo, Yogananda, for everything <laughs> you've so given much. us. Yeah, thank you, Manji, for having us. It's been a privilege, and uh, I highly, highly recommend that people visit your YouTube page and your Instagram. There are tons and tons of videos. It's a huge library of knowledge and meditation and songs that will just change your life. So if that's something you're looking for. And for those who are living here in Mumbai, <laughs> they are most welcome to come and visit us at the ashram. We are in Mad Island. And if anyone is interested, as you see you said, they can go to our website or YouTube and find all the info there. Yep, we really, really hope this changes your life, this changes your world, and uh, that you become the beacon that you always wanted to be, that you came here to be. Thank you for giving us your time. Have a great life. <laughs>